We are back. Well, I'm back. I certainly hope you're back for another new episode of Set in Horror. Really coming along here, really coming together. I hope you're um, enjoying these episodes. New episode, Neil O'Brien and Chad Thurman. We chat about their new film, Toe, which is a animated story. Stop motion. And it's very cool. You can find that on Instagram at toe.film. Yeah, let's do this. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Death has come to your little town. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? They mostly come at night. Mostly. I'm your number one fan. I am Dracula. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Sometimes. That is better. They're coming to get you, Barbara. They're here. Welcome to Set in Horror. Why don't we uh, start off by you two introducing yourselves? I'm Neil O'Brien. Um, I'm a filmmaker and photographer. Um, went to Columbia College in Chicago, uh, graduated with a, a degree in film and just found a lot of work in photography. But uh, more recently, I've kind of gotten back to my roots and tried to get back into filmmaking. So. Yeah. And I'm Chad Thurman. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky originally. Uh, I'm a comedy writer um, as well as a filmmaker. And uh, right now I'm just kind of dabbling in horror film. Nice. And so how did you guys meet then? We've known each other since what, like seventh grade? Oh, maybe. Wow. Yeah, yeah, seventh or eighth grade. We go way back. So yeah. Neil's also from Louisville and um, it's a real tight knit community. It's kind of like a, it's a very small, big city. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, we met in about sixth or seventh grade and have been uh, really good friends since we went to high school together. Uh, we're roommates in college for uh, for a brief period of time, and yeah, we've just been friends ever since. Were you guys collaborating on stuff before that, like shorts and? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. We've been filming since um, early high school, yeah. I would say, and we've always kind of been doing leaning more towards uh, more towards comedy, mm-hmm. and so since I'd say sophomore junior year of high school. We've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of videos together. So tell me about the uh, short film you guys just finished, or when did you finish it actually? So I believe we finished it in April okay. of this year, but <clears throat> it's been a long ongoing project. Um, I think when we first met with some people, like at the Harold Washington Library downtown, we, it was probably two years ago. Um, but uh, the production itself took about a year and a half for us to finish. You had to start at the library because of the story. Uh, we no, we just met with some of the cr- some of the initial people who oh, were involved okay. in this, this project. Safe, safe ground. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's kind of our it's yeah. kind of like our uh, our little meeting spot to try to pitch nice. the ideas and try to figure out how we were going to get this project off the ground. Oh, that's awesome! So. You just really like that facility. Yeah, it was kind of nice. I used to go there in uh, in college as well. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about the story then. It's it's called Toe. Mm-hmm. And where did that idea come from? Yeah, so Toe, it's an adaptation of The Big Toe, which is... Huge fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, the scary stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so originally, it's uh, it's an old folktale, and it was actually made popular in in the children's horror anthology, uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, of course. And uh, we were huge fans of that book growing up. Everybody in our generation was. And I guess when we were kind of sitting around, uh, sort of brainstorming some ideas of what type of film we wanted to shoot next, mm-hmm. 
we were uh, flipping through scary stories to tell in the dark. Really? And, yeah, inspiration. Just, just inspiration. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, just anything. Um, and came across a big toe. And we thought that that was just a really cool story. Really simple, but very macabre. Yeah. Just a weird tale. And uh, we just thought it would be... Uh, kind of a simple story, but one that would that you could build a really interesting world around and a very cool visual atmosphere. And you knew at that point you wanted to do it as an animated piece, or was there ever a point where you thought you were going to do a live action? Um, maybe you guys are actors as well. So we thought initially. I don't think we were thinking animation at all. We have no animation background. Okay, really. that, that yeah. my next <laughs> question. But, so no animation background, but would never know. Yeah. Well, we um, so we did. I say that we did a comedy short um, called Dino Files that we put on like <laughs> funnierdie.com, and there was a little bit of snop motion in that, but it was basically I bought these like dinosaur figures, and I was just kind of crudely scooting them around on the table. It was yeah. nothing. At least kind of introduced me to it a little yeah. bit but um i know we were initially thinking live action short i was reading a lot of different short stories by like ray bradbury Roald Dahl, a lot of different authors to try to get inspiration then yeah we were flipping through that book and uh you know the the image of the boy stumbling on the toe we were kind of just looking at it and we we're like you know this would be really cool if it was animated and it kind of yeah. looked like stephen gamble's like imagery a little bit and so we we're we that's when we we're like well what if we tried stop motion and then from there i'm trying to think back to when we like firmly decided on that but we kind of just ran with it even knowing we had no experience with it we just kind of decided to take on the challenge and see wow. if we could pull it off that's so. very ambitious and it was <laughs> probably um I, I mean were you ever in, in as far as like pre-production were you ever like this is this is just too hard. <laughs> oh yeah, the it's detail that you guys have put into this is so intricate. It's mm -hmm. yeah, that was and that was one of the things we could control was like building the set and making yeah. it as detailed yeah. as possible. And we kind of knew going into. I think it, honestly, I think it benefited us that we had no idea what the hell we were doing right. with like stop motion <laughs> and any of the the real mechanics of it until we started like filming it and really investing our time into the art of like animation and yeah. stuff like that. But um, yeah, you know, like every single day I, I kind of had my doubts of whether or not it, anything was going to come of it or if we were just going to crash and burn. And, um, yeah, so that that's, but I have that in, in most, in most fields, there's always that imposter syndrome, but this one was even more profound just because we actually knew that we had no experience with it. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, we just sort of pulled it all together, uh, got some books, watched a lot of YouTube videos on how to do stop motion. And, um, yeah, and it just really worked out well for us. Yeah, we got really lucky with uh, someone I went to film school with uh, who was initially kind of involved in this project before he moved out to California. He introduced us to this girl named Demi who does a lot of different special effects work for films. And um, she... We saw kind of some of her work, realized she might be interested in kind of helping design some of the puppets for it, even though she didn't have experience in that field. Right. Um, and she was real excited about the project, jumped on board, made us these incredible puppets that that was kind of the moment when I realized like, OK, these puppets are almost like too good. Like now yeah, we yeah. really got to learn how to do stop motion so oh, we don't disappoint no. her. Uh, but she she was amazing. She's now out in California. She works for KMB Effects, which do The Walking Dead. Oh wow! And all that stuff. She just what? Um, didn't she just help like 
redesign or they i guess they found like the original jaws shark and she just helped like renovate it and get it back so that they could put it in the museum and stuff so she's her career's kind of got a nice trajectory That's right now. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Now you know, like, if you have to do an animation piece, you probably have to go out west to do it with her. She's <laughs> I know, not right? Gonna... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and like Neil was saying, once we once we saw the puppet and saw how good it was, it really was that moment where we were like, if nothing else, we owe it to Demi to make this good right. and like build a, build a really solid world for this puppet to sort of dwell in. Good motivation. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. And then we also started an Instagram account and announced that we were making a short film around yeah. it. So we kind of backed ourselves into a corner there right. as well. So once we did that, we also, it was one of those moments where we realized that, okay, we have to deliver on this. I think yeah. that's how I came across your, I mean, I think it was the account that, that I, started following and, and just, it was, I'm, again, this whole podcast is about like behind the scenes. Uh, and I'm, I'm a fan of following the process and I was kind of hooked. I was like, I was waiting for you guys to put out some like footage. Like, cause I saw the pup and I'm like, this is fantastic. Yeah. From start to finish. How long do you think it took? It was about 18 months 18, of, yeah. of yeah of actual filming. And then about right. six six months of us kind of getting together, talking about it, pre-production, getting the puppets made, stuff like that. But once we had the puppets made, a set built, once we hit the ground, it was 18 months from there. Wow. Wow. Um, and then, you, so you finish your film, and now you're thinking, well, did you know from the start that you're going to try to submit this into festivals? Yeah. So part of the reason we decided to make toe was uh, like we, we talked about, we did some comedy videos yeah, before yeah. and with those, we really enjoyed making them. We made a bunch of them. We'd put them on YouTube, funny or die and like Facebook. And, uh, as much as we enjoyed getting, you know, the feedback, it was a lot of, I feel like her mom's like commenting like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. this is so special. And so oh, this and is we're, cute. <laughs> and we were kind of like, yeah, that's great. But we, we decided we wanted to try to, we put a lot of work into those videos and we, we thought maybe we should try to do something even bigger with the goal of putting it into film festivals. And, um, so that's when we decided, uh, toe would be a good project to really shoot for trying to make something extra special and try to, you know, deliver it to film festivals and just see what happens. So where do you begin with the whole festival thing? Like, do you Google horror festival because I, I i mean i i don't i've never done i've never submitted and it's always been that the thing you're like this would be so cool yeah. to like go and see this up on a screen and not just put it up on the web which is only i've only done that mm -hmm. yeah yeah i guess for you know for the whole festival scene we had a handful of festivals that we had been to um not participated in but just went like one of them uh it's an apocalypse in chicago oh, yeah, it's yeah, a big yeah, one it's a music box. box great one yeah um, there's the Chicago Horrorama that's up in Ravenswood, I think. It was the Logan Theater, I think. Was that Logan Theater? I think so. Yeah. But either way, uh, you know, we've been to a few that we had, you know. Maybe the Davis. Yeah, I think it's Davis there, right? Theater. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, some festivals that we thought like, oh, man, it would be amazing if we right. can get if we can get a film into this festival. So we had like a handful that we sort of sort of some target festivals. Then we went to Google, started um, Googling, you know, best horror festivals or yeah. horror festivals worth the entry fee. Yes. And then that's how we came across Film Freeway. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's a platform where you, you it just houses a ton of uh, film festivals and you could submit through there. And of course, they had their own built in search engine. So you could type in horror or, you know, just any sort of criteria yeah. and then submit from there. But once we found Film Freeway, it was uh, it was pretty much smooth sailing from there in terms of uh, finding festivals to submit to. 
Because it can get expensive too. You probably oh, yeah. have to put a limit on how many festivals. Yeah, definitely. You, yeah. So you guys were just in Telluride, which is one of the festivals. Mm-hmm. Here's my follow-up question about just festivals in general, because I'm so curious. Is there a certain amount of time? Like, do you submit and then like a year later, they're like, oh yeah, you're uh, you're in. So are, is it kind of like your college application where you're just waiting around? To- it's it's pretty intense. So it, well... So what they'll do on Film Freeway, that website's set up really well to where they'll let you know when the notification date is, when the the deadline is to get it in, um, what that festival requires of the submission. Sometimes they don't even require the film to be finished as long as they get a good idea of it. Um, When we were nearing finishing Toe, Cinepocalypse was our goal to get that in there because we love the music box. I've been to Cinepocalypse for a couple of years and I was like, if we can get this film to play at the music box that'll be enough for me basically and um that was one of the first festivals that um required had a deadline Mm -hmm. so we're right we're about to finish toe and we kind of made that our goal i think i had to edit the film in about 10 days to get it into that festival (laughs) on time i didn't sleep much um and but we got it in and then we found out i feel like it was relatively soon after was it a few weeks or yeah it felt like it felt like a couple weeks yeah but they they'll just send you either you'll get a notification from film freeway saying you've been accepted or rejected or they'll send you a personal email themselves and say like hey we loved your film you're in kind of thing um but when we got into sin apocalypse that was like a big hurrah moment your goal Um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, exactly yeah that's when we knew if if you know toe was worth anything at all it was yeah. if we could get into sin apocalypse then then oh, there was something there yeah 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 and if nothing else then we had a film shown at the music box theater which was such an honor for us so. that's yeah it's yeah. got to be so different than just you know uploading online and just you know the comment section but is the difference between that and, and a live crowd who's yeah. reacting to this oh stuff my God, for you sure. probably didn't even know like certain moments that were going to be received that way yeah mm-hmm. And the music box is such a gorgeous theater. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, Telluride. Now, was was this a specific category, or was it just um, like does Telluride have a, a shorts? Is it um, was it straight horror? Was it animated? It's mm. it's a horror festival. It's I'm not sure. I feel like it's been around for maybe like ten years or yeah. so. Yeah. Um, but it's really taken off, and it's become one of the the most popular uh, genre festivals even in the country. So when we were looking on Film Freeway, they have lists of like movie maker magazines, like top 30 festival, like coolest festivals. And usually they rank those by like, if there's a really good fan base that goes to them, if it's in a cool location or there's something special about it. And tell you, I don't know if you've ever been there. No, it's just no, a it really just looks cool, gorgeous. Yeah, amazing. gorgeous mountain town. Everyone who comes there for that weekend is pretty much there for the festival. Yeah. So you have like lines out the door, you know, waiting for short films or anything. And they, uh, um, so when we found out we got into that one, that was kind of like one of the top festivals we knew we wanted to go to if we got in. Um, so we got into that, booked our flights and kind of were ready, planning on going to that one. Um, but it was, it was incredible. We had two screenings there on a Friday and a Sunday. Um, both of them, I felt like were pretty, pretty packed and, People love short films there. You go to some festivals and they care mainly about feature films. Yeah. So you can tell mm-hmm. certain festivals when they really uh, market the shorts and the people are going to see shorts. It's kind of a different experience. So we really enjoyed that. Yeah, definitely. And they had, in terms of what they're showing there, um, they had 
they had both live action and animation. Okay. They didn't have a short block that was strictly animation. Okay. Sometimes a festival will do it, I guess, if they if that's on their agenda or they get a lot of really solid uh, animated film submissions, they might dedicate a block to that. But it was it was a mixed bag there. And they also had one short block that was horror comedy shorts, which was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the festival itself was it was really well really well programmed and just to be in this tiny little town surrounded by these just like epic really just jagged mountains it was a really surreal experience and it it was amazing i highly recommend it to anybody to to go out to tell you right for that festival now when uh your film is playing in a festival do you also is there a rule where you can't have it playing online as well a lot of them do right some of them do. We we got into New York City Horror Film Festival in December, and that one did have a stipulation that it can't be public. Uh, so we've been holding on to it. We're going to go to that festival, and then after that, we're going to uh, plan on releasing it online. So Yeah, and, and some festivals, yeah, and some festivals have it to where, say, it's in Austin, Texas. Some of them have a stipulation where your uh, film couldn't, you know, it can't screen anywhere in Austin prior to that date. Yeah. So you also have to be a little bit strategic and more mindful uh, about those festivals as well. So definitely read the fine print. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Before you give them your money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's next? Are you guys going to do another animated piece? You're going to go live action? You're going to stick with horror? We're going to stick with horror. Um, it, we love the genre. Um, like you said, we love comedy too. So we might explore, you know, both in this next project. We decided we are going to do another stop motion. Um, we had a lot of momentum with Toe. Um, towards the end of it, as you're watching Toe, you can kind of see us even improve as animators. The animation, I feel like, gets a little more fluid towards the end. Um, And I just felt like our whole, the way we worked, we kind of knew what we were doing towards the end. And I'm kind of excited to try another project with the knowledge that we have now. So we're going to do another stop motion. Might even be a feature. Whoa. Um, Oh, yeah. That's very exciting. (laughs) I know. Um... But what we want to do is is collaborate more, get more people involved. Uh, we're going to try to do a Kickstarter, see yeah. if we can generate some uh, some interest and some funding for it. Um, one really cool thing about the whole film festival circuit is we've met a lot of other filmmakers and other people in the industry who have given us advice. Um, some people have wanted to collaborate too. So it, we're kind of taking some of those contacts with us and we're going to see if we can kind of make something even bigger. Um, Right now, we're thinking about basing uh, our next project off a uh, Edgar Allan Poe uh, novel. It's the uh, the narrative of Arthur Penn of Nantucket, I think. So we're going to kind of loosely base it off of that. Yeah, and that's where we're at now. It's been ever-evolving. Originally, it was going to be based off of like an H.P. Lovecraft yeah, uh, story, yeah. and now it's evolved uh, um, more of an Edgar Allan Poe, sort of a ghost story. And I think we're making some really good traction on that angle, and it's looking like we're going to stick with that, but it's subject to change, mm-hmm. you know. As you were saying that about uh, becoming or like your skills improving, you I, I take it you shot toe in sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is a big mistake well, because the you. walking sequences is one of the hardest, hardest thing, stuff. and yeah. we started off with that, and 
after our first draft, we were looking at it, and the boy was just like stomping everywhere as if he was going through like three feet of snow. And of course, there's no snow, but he uh, a little a little herky jerky. So when we, we should have put snow in the scene, just to, <laughs> yeah, hide our mistakes. You know it snowed. It, right, right. There's snow here. Imagine there's snow. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so when we did the first round of revisions to do the second draft, um, sort of the the goal for the first part of it was really just to hide a lot of the animation mistakes or just make it look less crude. But yeah, I think uh, next time around we would we would start with some of the easier shots and things yeah. like that. But it is an interesting viewing experience when you see Toe, because w- with that in mind, because you actually can see just the animation getting much more fluid as sure. the film progresses. I see, so. I, I, I see what you mean. Do you have to shoot? this stop motion in a certain with a certain camera or frame rate so we used a nikon dslr um we started with that we ended up and we used uh, sigma lenses at the time um as we neared kind of towards the end of the project we ended up switching to like a mirrorless camera and i think a nikon lens and stuff but yeah basically what's great about stop motion is you don't really have to worry about the quality of the video camera like some people do because you're shooting high resolution stills um, so everything you have a lot of room to kind of edit with. And, um, that's one great benefit. We also shot it in black and white, knowing it would be black yeah. and white, which helped with lighting. We could kind of focus on the way the image looked not have to worry about color temperature or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, I personally love the black and white aesthetic. We're big universal monster fans. So we, yeah, we knew yeah. not, not that the book was in black and white, but also we just knew we, we loved that. It would have been black and white regardless. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah, cool. For sure. It's very cool. Um, but yeah, we had a we basically converted our dining room into a little miniature film set for yeah. about a year and a half. We have a couple other roommates who had to put up with that. Oh, for you a guys while. live together? We do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. it makes it so it much more convenient. Yeah. yeah, we had very late nights working on this. Um, but yeah, we basically we we converted the set. We'd uh, we we tried to, the reason we shot it in chronological order is we wanted to start with one set, finish everything we needed to, move to the next set, and kind of get that one done. It just so happens that the the opening sequence of him walking in the woods was awesome. the hardest thing. We um, we had all these trees set up, and to give you an idea of with stop motion how grueling it can be at times is, I remember there was I think our worst day was we shot for about 11 hours and got four seconds, five wow. seconds of footage. Yeah. Um, and partly because we have this boy, just to give you a little understanding of the walk sequence, um, we set the the puppet on a pegboard and we have his foot screwed down with a, a screw. And every time he lifts the other foot, you have to unscrew it and then fasten that foot down. So you're kind of wiggling like maneuvering around the set a lot of things can be bumped and moved and uh, you're trying to be very careful and i think five hours in my elbow or oh. someone's elbow bumped the camera <laughs> or a tree and you just got to start all over again yeah. at that point it's so be exactly locked off and yes the, yeah yeah, yeah and we also had some pretty heavy trees that were bolted in i mean they weren't trees but they're these big tree branches that were real like Real gnarly looking, so they were they were trees and uh, very heavy. And we noticed as we were filming and just replaying the scene that like certain trees in the background were starting to tip over a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you also had to be you know conscientious of the fact right. that these trees are also yeah. uh, they're also falling yeah. you know over time. So just any the slightest movement whatsoever, it comes up when you you know when you play it in real sense. time. That mm-hmm. makes sense. That, that that was one of those moments I'm, I was kind of thinking of that when I asked you earlier, was there ever a time in the beginning where you just, it's, 
you, you don't know if you're going to be able to do it. Because oh, I'm yeah. sure the patience, and I certainly do not have the patience for it, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I could never be an animator. I, <laughs> uh, but that's that's such a, an impressive feat. Thank to you. Just 11 hours just for... <laughs> yeah. Well, I've worked in wow. a call center for customer support for <laughs> a couple you. of years. So I think that really uh, toughened my skin. Wow. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of got me ready for the role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Before I hit record, I was asking if you were horror fans, and you were both horror fans growing up. What's uh, what are some of the films uh, growing up that that were some of your favorites? Um, and then, were there any of those elements that you kind of pull in as a filmmaker? I'd say the biggest horror film that influenced me, got me excited about filmmaking in general, was Evil Dead Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first time. I remember I was in Florida, actually, when I was really young, and Army of Darkness was on TV for some reason. I remember watching it and just not knowing what I was <laughs> yeah, watching, was but loving on. every minute of it. And then it was like years after I had a babysitter, and we rented like Children of the Corn 4 and then Evil <laughs> Dead 2. And I saw this character come on who had cut off his hand with the chainsaw, and I like put it together that this was in the same universe. <laughs> and it like blew my mind. And after that, I just went on this like... I, I took that movie to every friend's house. We'd watch it late at night, like just, you know, point out all the mistakes in the film and yeah, like the strings yeah. that you see. So I feel like that movie really, um, not only did I already love horror before, but that movie, I just loved the the thrill of these guys who were young and went out and tried to just make a, a horror film. Absolutely. Yeah, I had a very, and I had a very similar experience with Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness growing up that really informed a lot of my, like, horror and comedy sensibilities, really. Um, But since Neil already said Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, um, I'm going to (laughs) go, I'll go with the movie, I'll go with Candyman. Um, And so I grew up, I'm the youngest of four boys, and my oldest brother is 10 years older. Second oldest is, I believe, eight years older. So I was exposed to a lot of uh, horror movies at a very young age, which, yeah, yeah, totally, which really informed or um, which really had a profound impact on me. But I remember watching like Friday the 13th, Candyman, and of course my brothers and, you know, their friends would be like, you know, this is a true story, right? This really happened. Yeah. This happened to my friend. Meanwhile, like Jason's ripping some guy's head off and like, you know, and punning it. But um, Candyman for me was such a terrifying, such a terrifying movie. And um, so much so to where I think about two years, three years after I saw that movie, I was so afraid that he was going to come in through my window wow. that I would sleep with. I had uh, a Native he comes American in through the mirror, right? Not the. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, uh, the mirror. I had <laughs> so I slept nice in my. <laughs> right, right, right. He comes in wherever he wants, but uh, I had this Native American dream catcher, and my plan was if he got through that, I had a crucifix also in my bunk bed, uh, positioned out. I also had a squirt gun filled with hot sauce and I had a little pocket knife. So my mentality was that if he infiltrated the (laughs) dream catcher in the crucifix, I was just going to start spraying the candy man in the eyes with the hot sauce and start stabbing him. So that was, uh, that was my, right. That was my security (laughs) system there. But I think, uh, it's circling back to toe. I kind of think that there's a scene where, um, you know, not to spoil it, well, I'll spoil it, but the corpse rises from the grave, comes back to get him. And I think his, you know, the home invasion scene where where he comes in through the ceiling and mm. stuff like that, it was sort of reminiscent of how the candy man would come out of the mirror okay. and stuff like that. So I think on a subconscious level, that's sort of what, 
you know, what I may have been thinking about in terms of how he enters the room and, mm-hmm. and you know, comes into the boys, yeah. comes into the boys realm there. So visually, the other influence I would feel like I should mention, uh, it's not quite horror, but well, I definitely consider it horror. But uh, David Lynch's Eraserhead. I oh, yeah. was watching that yeah. movie a lot when we were right coming up with this concept. And I love the visuals. I was listening to the sound design at work, which I think if anyone grabbed my headphones, would be like, what are you? doing listening to these, these <laughs> terrible sounds but i just thought it was fascinating and so if you watch toe you might see kind of a similar textured look mm-hmm. um especially even the boy kind of resembles the, yeah that makes the character sense. Yeah. a little bit but yeah was that a note that you gave um uh demi demi uh did you give her stuff like that to base that off i don't know if we did i think we just let her kind of run with her own concept a little bit right yeah we showed her we showed her the uh picture of the boy from the big toe yeah and then she drew a concept picture and then just ran with that uh so i don't think we never we never mentioned eraser head i think that kind of came when we were determining what aesthetic Mm -hmm. of the set we were going to go with or like the atmosphere of it so it just so happened that it worked out that way so Mm -hmm. just a lot of we got really lucky on a lot of aspects of the film Mm -hmm. and that being one of them did you did you know that Candyman was chicago when you were no no, 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 yeah, no. I, was just gonna, well, I know. I'm, you know, I'm aware of it now. now that it was in a Chicago yeah, film. You're, like, you're going to end up in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm just never... being lured in. Yeah, it's very ironic. <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. No, it's. Dude, uh... Why are you not looking at that? Yeah. No, I never made. I never made that association. That's but that's pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. <laughs> he still sleeps with the crucifix and the, and the <laughs> yeah. squirt gun. Yeah. yeah. But do you find it hard to? I mean, I, I know you guys are collaborating together but do you find it hard to find others to sort of like kind of pull together as a crew we we got really lucky with this project it's obviously not a very big team it's me and chad we did all the animating we built a lot of this the sets and um some of the miniatures demi obviously made uh the puppets we had a composer reach out to us um from la who wanted to do the music and she was super professional and we kind of threw all these ideas at her we were sending her all these youtube clips and you know clips of the shining and different movies and i feel like they all kind of clashed together (laughs) like the styles we wanted so i feel like she was probably like what soundtrack do you all actually want? Um, but she ended up putting it all together and came up with an awesome score. Yeah, and it, cool. we didn't want like a necessarily a score with melody. We just kind of wanted a lot of uh, weird sounds and kind of minimalist scores. And and she was able to she nailed it, um, delivered exactly what we wanted. Uh, another girl by the name of Cassie, who was enthusiastic about the project, she wanted to do some voice work for us, which there's not much voice work in the film, but what we did have, she was excited to help out with. So we actually, social media has been awesome for finding collaboration. Um, we've reached out to people. We reached out to a guy named Jonathan, uh, Lamantia, who is a local Chicago artist who did this like incredible hand-drawn poster for us. Um, so, uh, yeah, we we've we had a really good experience with social media and finding people to work on it. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, and then prior to that, it's always been a challenge finding people to collaborate with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I'll give you one example. We did a sketch that was a parody of the deer hunter yeah. in the scene where when they're in that roulette den and we couldn't get anybody to really uh, film it with us uh, aside from our roommate. So we needed to have a giant den filled with people. Yeah. Uh, so we got in front of the blue screen and we superimposed ourselves like doing reactions changing outfits so there's like 15 people in the background and it's they're all me and neil <laughs> so you know there's us in the foreground acting and that's meanwhile funny, though. All, that's funnier yeah, yeah. i think that's what filmmaking is is yeah. like you know having to find your way out of those problems oh it's all problem solving yeah. and being resourceful and stuff like that and I, you know not that the sketch was all that was all that great i think it was one of our better ones but i think that turned out being a really funny uh like touch to that so mm-hmm. but you know but that just that just goes to show how hard it is sometimes for us to find uh, people who want to be involved in those, especially in Chicago, whereas everyone's out in L.A. or New York and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, I find. And do, do you guys have uh, plans to go out to L.A. or New York or just sticking here in Chicago? I, I really like Chicago. I plan on staying here, you know, for the time being. Yeah. I've been here for about five years at this point. Um there's obviously a lot of opportunity out in New York and in LA. If we're going to do animation, I'm perfectly content on just staying in Chicago and working on it. Um, you know, we do like to submit to festivals that are in those places so we can go out there and meet some people. Um, but yeah, I think we're, we're planning on staying in Chicago, at least for the next project. So. Yeah, definitely. So no plans to really leave, but, mm-hmm. um, if that, if it happens that way in the future, then, then so be it. Sure. But it's, it's not like part of our five-year plan or anything yeah. along those lines. Uh, what about, uh, do you guys already have a formed production company? You're just going to keep building off of it or like. Yeah, so we we did decide to make uh, it's called Workshed Animation. There's the awesome. Evil Dead reference Absolutely. there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're we're gonna end up converting our social media over to that once we kind of cool. get this other project off the ground a little more. Um, one thing that I've been very happy with with the horror genre and animation is they're both two like huge people who like animation and horror very uh, obsessed and kind of fanatics about yes. it. So we've had actually yes. a pretty pretty good experience with just developing, um, building up a fan base for this project. So hopefully we can kind of carry this on and everyone who's been following Toe will be on board for our next project. Yeah. I'm just, um, curious if like you want me to plug any, uh, like so other social handles. Oh, uh, let's see. Gosh, we, we still need to do a website. <laughs> yeah, uh, the website. So, There's yeah. a lot that goes with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So as far as the, the Instagram account, it's, uh, toe.film. Mm-hmm. And then on Twitter, I believe we are film.toe. <laughs> Something like that. It's slim pickings out there. Yeah. So that's you're like, really? Someone well. already took this. We can't use it. We've, people yeah. have taken it. And then you look and you're like, oh, they have zero followers. <laughs> <laughs> They've been on since 2013. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's at the moment. I think that's all we have. Yeah, cool. that's all we have right now, oh, and then eventually great. we're gonna we're gonna convert over, mm-hmm. but but that, that hasn't happened yet. Love to uh, yeah. help share that stuff too. Okay, no, thanks, man. Um, yeah, that that's a, that's so funny because I my uh, I started a production company, you know, just for fun called Sea Monsters, but like S E E Monsters. Okay, and um, on. Uh, Instagram, it's C Monsters, and on Twitter, it's Monster C. I yeah. just had to flip it. What is with, what is with everybody? <laughs> I know. It's so stupid. Yeah, I know. They make it so much harder than it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Last question about animation. Do you guys, you, you'll stick with stop motion, or do you, you kind of like love animation now so much that you might toy with like 2D or... 
we're going to stick with stop motion. Um, I really enjoyed just building stuff and I'm a big fan of like old stop motion films, Ray Harryhausen, uh, Willis O'Brien, like all the old classics. I think it's really, it's cool to do, to build things, light it, do it all in camera or at least as much in camera as you can and just see it come to life. I I think I want to stick with that aesthetic. Um, I also think stop motion can kind of, it looks a little creepy, like in yeah. general, so it fits the genre really well. Um, You're right. So I, for me, I, I really, I'm all, all in on stop motion for now. Yeah, same here. And and like you said, Neil, it's 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 like inherently unsettling because you have these lifelike eyes, but yeah. there's no life behind those <laughs> eyes. So it's just kind of there's some there's something there that I think translates really well to horror. And also, uh, and, and I love 2D animation, of course, but. Um, you know, doing stop motion, there's something there's something really cool about uh, how tactile it is and how you have these puppets that occupy 3D space and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's 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 just a certain level of magic that really uh, appeals to me That's with true. stop motion. So uh, I would certainly like to do live action at some point in time as well. But um, in terms of like animation, I'm, I'm all in on stop motion. No, you guys do yeah. it very well on that. I think, you, yeah, I can't wait to see what you guys do next. Thank oh, you. thank you. And um, and I thank you for, for spending your evening with me here. Um, sure. Do you guys want to go get a beer or something? Yeah, let's yeah, out. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, thanks for you, having us on. Me, it's it's a pleasure. And when I when actually people come to me and I'm not doing it over the phone, I'm like, do you want to just grab a beer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's right. go talk some more for thanks, sure, guys. Awesome. Yeah, thank thanks. you. And that was Neil O'Brien and Chad Thurman. Follow them on Twitter at filmtoe and on Instagram at toe.film. Can't wait to see what they they put together next. New friends, and if you want to be my friend do me a favor and head on over to the Apple iTunes store and uh, subscribe to this, like it, rate it, leave me a comment. I'd love to love to hear your thoughts. Until next time. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Death has come to your little town. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? They mostly come at night. Mostly. I'm your number one fan. I am... Dracula. Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? Sometimes. That is better. They're coming to get you, Barbara. They're here.